This would be a celebration of the American roots. Oh, tienes nopalitos. The Culinary Institute of America, they weren't doing my food. It just wasn't there. It was invisible, nothing. It was a way for me to bring something tangible from things that are gone. We need a cow's head, a cabeza de vaca. Say, we've got it. Even my friends freak out. I think one of them threw up once. This is survival food for us. Texas-Mexican cuisine gives you an opportunity to see how differences are embraced. I'm often asked, do you like Tex-Mex food? We never ate Tex-Mex food at home. Enough with the cheese. Tex-Mex is, it's by Anglos, for Anglos. The chili queens of San Antonio were in all the plazas in the center of the city. These women have to be recognized for their business smarts. Este es un postre que se llama Jericaya. Mm. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's very, very nice. You cannot buy the love that goes into cooking. You just can't. You make it good, like grandma used to make it. I bring them memories. It's comida casera, just like home. <laughs> Para mí la cocina es convivencia con la familia. Y digo familiar no nada más mis parientes, ¿verdad? Siempre se crea un ambiente muy bonito. <laughs> Native people in, in the state of Texas are the forgotten people, period. We live in a racist society, sadly. If we look to the books, we're not there. We have been erased. The fence, as innocuous as it looks, is really kind of a death symbol. Your ancestors have been standing here, breathing this air for 10,000 years. And that's got to be empowering. Cooking is part of art activism because it's part of our culture, and I want to keep it up. So. <laughs> Their voices in the wind. She's talking to us. She's sending us a message. Now we've arrived. We're telling our story. I hope it's a story that is about becoming what we can become. This is Nuestra Palabra. Latino writers having their say on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always mas. Hello, this is Tony Diaz, a Libro Traficante. Welcome to a multi-platform broadcast of Nuestra Palabra. Latino writers having their say on the air. You may be experiencing this first on social media. Of course, the video airs on fox26houston.com. And the audio is edited for our first broadcast platform, which has always been 90.1 FM KPFT, Houston's community station. And I pause at that moment to remind our listeners that we are on the air because of your support. And of course, we're counting on that again. So if you can, we hope that you can make a donation to KPFT in the name of Nuestra Palabra, Latino Writers Heaven Their Say. You can either go to kpft.org or call 713-526-5738. And then the audio version also winds up becoming part of our podcast. And we hope that 
You will refer to these in your classrooms, with friends, and even community centers. And today, today's show, you might wind up with a PhD in ethnic studies when we're done with it. Uh, and te vas a saborear también. But we're going to use some great tips on great food and deep thoughts about cultura and all that they may mean. And we're going to be talking a lot about Encuentro, the Native American roots of Mexican food. And I want to give a quick shout out first to the folks you're seeing on screen and then want to give, a, a, give them a longer welcome. And I'm going to start out first by saying hello to uh, our dear friend, Adan Madrano, who I got to see at uh, so many events. But thank you for putting all this together, Adan. And thank you for all that you do on, on so many different fronts, not just the food, but also film books you've helped so many nonprofits get off the ground um i i was just talking to folks from hala you helped that get off the ground so you're, you're a cultural accelerator adan welcome to nuestra palabra again my friend thank you thank you and we want to mention that you're of course a food writer filmmaker i want to give a shout out to your book truly texas mexican a native culinary heritage in recipes Book of the Year finalist for Forward Reviews. And, of course, Don't Count the Tortillas, The Art of Mexican Cooking. I want to also tell folks that you're, you helped get Cine Festival off the ground. And I say all that so that folks can go to the Latino Bookstore, where we always have a stock of signed copies of your book. And you've assembled some great folks for us tonight, including someone that everyone's been telling me I had to meet in person, uh, but it can only be arranged by Adan Medrano through the magic of radio. Uh, Victoria Elizondo, primeramente un abrazo grande, feliz historian. Welcome to our program and congratulations on all your successes. Thank you for having me here. I'm very excited to talk to you and all of you. And you are chef owner of Cochinita Company, um, where you insist that fresh and preferably local ingredients are key to your vibrant food and flavorful Mexican food at your restaurant in the greater East End. Shout out, always several dishes featuring ancient food that's native to Texas for thousands of years, including nopalitos, caramelized onions, peppers. And I will add that I've been to several events where it's catered by some of your extraordinary food and people also cheer you on because they always mention that you, of course, turn down in events. At, uh, that was being organized by Governor Abbott because of his stance on our immigrant community. So I applaud you for always standing up for our rights, but more than anything, being a great model for our food and cultura. So thank you for, for joining us today. And um, I've got a new friend. I'm going to visit his restaurant in Austin sometime soon. Joseph Gomez, uh, bienvenidos. We're showing you some Houston love. Thanks for joining us through the magic of, of uh, multimedia, Joseph. Thank you. And he honors his roots through his new food truck, Con Todo, focusing on Comida Frontera, your Rio Grande Valley. And you debuted your truck in 2021 at Selly's Brewery near Beer Garden in North Austin. They're in the neighborhood at 1001 Metric Avenue. You worked at Austin restaurants such as Be More Pacific, Easy Tiger. And uh, you've been showcasing food and stories of Rio Grande Valley and your family. It's through the menu. You want to jumpstart a long conversation about Mexican food in Texas. So we're going to make sure that Houstonians know where to go when they get there. So thank you for, for representing us. 
And um, I've known Liliana for so long. Liliana, you know, you've been there marching with us, demanding ethnic studies. First off, uh, a big abrazo. Thank you for joining us tonight. Igualmente. Your associate professor, Mexican Studies, Race, Ethnicity, Gender, and Sexuality Studies Department at the University of Texas at San Antonio. And of course, your co-director of UTSA Mass Teachers Academy, where year after year, you help professional educators take our community to the school at the highest level. Your active scholarship draws from Chicanx Studies, Decolonial, decolonial and Anti-Colonial Studies, Indigenous Epistemologies, and Chicana Latina Feminism to investigate teacher identity and consciousness and decolonial practices in schools and community spaces. Look forward to having you at the summit this summer here in Houston, Texas, yes. which is June 24th. So folks can meet you here in person in the H-Town. So that's exciting. But we want to focus on the Encuentro, Native American Roots of Mexican Food, Many parts to this, including a public event on Wednesday, on Saturday, May 20th at Talento Building with the Houston. Adan, let's go backwards. Tell folks about that, but build us up to all the steps leading to that. Okay, I will. Thank you for, for having, having me and having us. Encuentro um, is a, a word that says come together, encountering another in a way that is decolonized. We don't come together to conquer. We come together to learn from each other. And the reason that the, the two champions of this attitude are here, Chef Victoria Elizondo and Chef Joseph Gomez, is that they are going to be two of 10 chefs who come from all across Texas, and they all cook comida casera. Comida casera is the home cooking of Mexican-American families who live in South Texas and Northeastern Mexico, Nuevo Leon, near the border, Tamaulipas, uh, Chihuahua, and uh, Coahuila, of course. And these 10 chefs are going to cook their amazing dishes because each of them runs a very successful restaurant. You'll, have to, you'll, you'll talk to Chef Elizondo in a little bit and Chef Gomez about the awards that they have already garnered nationally for their food. And the food is nothing more than our comida casera. They can talk about it. But after they cook this, they're going to have conversations with scholars. This is the first time it's happened where food scholars who know anthropology, history, Mexican-American studies, because they, they got their PhDs and their books, actually have a chance to sit down and learn from the chef's insights about their personal stories. And the chefs get to learn from the scholars about archaeology, in history. It's a wonderful mix. And that's where uh, Dr. Liliana Patricia Saldana comes in. So Encuentro is a full day of these scholars and, and cooks, chefs, cooking, eating, and, and, and talking. But May 20th, the 10 chefs will be there, and the scholars are going to actually talk about everything that happened showing film. So we want to invite everyone. It's at, at Talento Bilingue in Houston. It starts at 6 o'clock, but, but the doors open at 5, and and entertainment with agua fresca and whatnot begins at 5.30. So thank you for asking me about the details. We're really excited to have both, both the scholars, like Dr. Liliana Patricia Saldani, and the chefs, Chef Victoria Elizondo and Joseph Gomez. That's really amazing. Thank you, too, for bringing it to Talento Building with the Houston, which is a teatro right there in the heart of the community. It's had a long history. 
And I want to stress, gente, if you're watching, you got to spread the news. This is the food that you've grown up with and love that has shaped you, your taste, your corazón, your memories. It's being celebrated. We're going to find out about some of these national awards, but it's being celebrated in a way that talks about its profound roots, its, its spectacular evolution, and how important all that comes together. So this is, I mean, we need to be proud about this. We need to support it. It's going to be a joyous moment. about some of these national uh, recognition that you're getting now and, and here's 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 why i think right now some of our communities for different reasons they, they feel kind of beleaguered because they care about uh, our culture not being represented um there's books being taken out of libraries about our cultura there's not enough representation of hollywood so some people feel beleaguered some people find it hard to believe that the food that they've grown up with can be extolled to this level, but but you're doing on a daily basis. So let's start with some of those awards that you're getting. But also, I've seen your book at your restaurant. Talk about your book as well. Oh, well, first off, it's when it comes to talking about, I'm, I, I try, I'm working on it, but I'm really bad about talking about myself, especially because my team is really the one that, does such an amazing job at just fulfilling my ambitions. And uh, so when I talk about myself, really, I'm talking about all of them as well, and including my mom, which is part of my team, which is I'm very blessed for that. Um, but uh, well, so recently we were I was nominated for Emerging Chef of the Year uh, for a James Beer Award. Uh, I was a semi-finalist, and um, that we, was... We need, the, we need the pause there. You're, you're sick. Eh? <laughs> Mira, and I want to pause there because that's so huge. And I think, it's too, huge. It's, it's huge. huge. Oh, done. I never, I, that, I ne that was never even my goal. Like, that's what makes it crazier. I never said, like, oh, well, one day I want to be a James Beard. Because, like Adan said, like, I just want to cook homemade food. And that I never thought both of those things could coexist. Like, you know, comfort Mexican food and James Beard words. To me, it was like two different worlds. But it's beautiful to see it become one. It's a, it's amazing. And you mentioned too that it is hard for you to to I'm gonna say brag about yourself, perhaps. <laughs> um, but I know you do it as a as a, a servant leader. And I also say it's so special. And let me just speak for myself first. It's so special to me because our history has been erased. Our community has been maligned. And then we've been ignored for so long, not just years, decades, if not generations. So I think, I think, um, and, and we do it to ourselves. No, I mean, we're famous for, I se cree, ella se cree, no? Uh, <laughs> you're, not, you're not doing it like that at all. And yeah. And I think it is wonderful. So I did want to pause for that. Appreciate appreciate you being candid with us. And it is so special. And, and we're so proud that you're one of our champions. And you're Houston. Houston in the house. So I love Houston. I was not born in Houston, but I, I have made it my home. I was born and raised in Monterrey, Nuevo León, Mexico. Monterrey in the house. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, uh, and then on, in November, I launched my first cookbook, which was also an amazing opportunity. Um, it was published here in the U.S., but as well as the U.K. So, and recently I saw somebody tag me in Alaska, which I thought was crazy, which I know is part of the U.S., but still, like, it's it's a whole nother world out there. <laughs> um, and um and yeah, I mean, we recently acquired our own space. We were kind of doing like a pop-up after our first location was at our food hall. And then after the pandemic, we had to close. And then we were sharing space with the coffee shop. We were doing their food program. And things went so well that we ended up taking over the space. And then they ended up moving to a different location. That's fantastic. Do, do me a favor. If you can tell folks the, uh, the address for your uh, restaurant, Tambien. Yeah, of course. So we are located at 5420 Lawndale Street um, in Houston, Texas, 77023. And el medio corazón del barrio. So very oh, cool. yeah. I, I love this neighborhood. Um, the East End is new to me. I, I didn't, I'm not going to say I'm from the East End because that's a lie. I like <laughs> Chabela Vargas said. <laughs> <laughs> you can be from wherever you want. Uh, I've adapted this neighborhood as as my own, and uh, well, really, the people that live there have adopted us. So yeah, we're very happy to be there. It's a great cultural neighborhood, and we want to keep it that way. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, so, John, please tell us about your 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 recognitions as well, because. I think it's so fantastic that you are shattering so many um, stereotypes or way that we're perceived. I want to get to that, but but we want to sing your praises as well, John. Tell us a little bit about your your, your current successes, por favorcito. Oh, um, yeah. So we want a, a few things as well. Um, one of them being the one that Adan was speaking about, um, about the National Eater Award, um, recognized as one of the best food trailers or restaurants in wow. the States, um, which is kind of unreal. It doesn't feel real at all. Uh, and Joseph, do me a favor. Tell me how big a deal that is, por favorcito, because some people may not understand the magnitude of that. I mean, it's it's big. It's a big national platform, right? And for me, it's a big deal because the people from the Rio Grande Valley don't get, or they're starting to a lot more now, right? But before, like, no one was getting the recognition they deserve, whether it be food, music, whatever it may be. Like, it just wasn't the case. It's always been looked down upon. So seeing that on that platform is really cool. And same with like 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 Victoria. Like, if it wasn't for my cooks helping me out with this, like, there's no way it would be able to happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's them as well. So I'm super thankful for that. Um, and it's just super cool to be able to see it on that platform. Like I said, and want to use that for good stuff you know what i mean to be able to mm -hmm. talk about different social issues um migrant workers my family comes from there were migrant workers from mexico you know they would go from matamoros all the way up to Nauvoo, illinois to go pick grapes and different fruit and so to me that's really important um to try to you know talk about those things and go from there that's beautiful. No, mi gente también piscaba. So that, that, that personally touches my heart that you are uh, extolling them también. ¿Sabes qué? Tengo un hambre, güey. Oye, ¿qué vas a querer? Jefe, ¿de qué tiene? Ay, entre mí, soy si usted de mi... ¿Sabes qué? ¿Qué vas a querer? 
dos, tres, cuatro tacos. Don't forget the rice and beans on the plato. I like to eat, homie, yo no estoy flaco. Yeah, chubby, pero I'm still guapo. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro tacos. Don't forget the rice and beans on the plato. I like to eat, homie, yo no estoy flaco. Yeah, I'm chubby, pero I'm still guapo. I'm not a taco, but I got the sauce. Even though my pants look like Santa Claus. Ponle guacamole, I don't care how much it costs. Cause I'm a boss. boss. Yo quiero más, that means more. more. Yo sada, chorizo, I'm and el pastor. pastor. I'm trying to eat, homie, close the door. Close the door. I said, please, por, por favor. Please. Let me in peace, ya vete. vete. I grind her, mocajete. mocajete. ¿Cuánto te comiste? 20. Con salsa roja y verde. Boss. Taco Tuesday's my favorite day. Favorite. That's the reason why I'm all away. All away. Pero I don't care, homie, let them hate. Let I'm just trying to eat another plate. Another one. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro tacos. Don't forget the rice and beans on the plato. I like to eat, homie, yo no estoy flaco. Yeah, I'm chubby, pero I'm still guapo. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro tacos. Don't forget the rice and beans on the plato. I like to eat, homie, yo no estoy flaco. Yeah, I'm chubby, pero I'm still guapo. Um, so your food is breaking some barriers. You mentioned that there's there's a commercial adaptation people want to say con todo is Tex-Mex, but you want people to understand the, the cuisine differently. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, to me, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's comida casera. It's stuff I grew up eating, you know, in South Texas. Um, everything comes stems from that. Um, I don't consider it Tex-Mex at all. We get a lot of people that come over and they're asking for like queso with chips and stuff like that. It's just not something I grew up eating or, I didn't even know what queso was until I came to Austin one time and my, I went to the Chewy's with my cousins. Like, okay. Like, I mean, I, I've eaten nachos growing up, but never queso. So it's just funny. That's right. I love the way you say it too, with, with, with the accent. And, and I think it's so important that you do that because there's the com commercialization of our culture that's almost the opposite of. The whitewashing or ignoring of it it's like it's either mm -hmm. ignored or then commercialized in a way not organic to our gente and people yeah. can go enjoy your food and and experience it in ways near and dear to our hearts so so thank you for for doing for doing all that of course and then um uh, i want to say your full name porque you're, you're a dear friend of mine uh, liliana but i want to say your name formally so everybody knows your 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 potent title liliana patricia saldana phd la doctora la doctora the, the fierce doctor defending us uh great to see you tell us a little bit about how all this ties in for you especially because you bring such an important academic aspect to this so you can help codify our cultura for the ivory tower if i may if i may dramatize that a little bit well it's so wonderful to share space with everyone it's so wonderful to meet everyone muchas gracias um you know, this has been, um, you know, I, I grew up in an immigrant household. My family's from Monterrey, Nuevo León, Villa, San Luis Potosí, and Zacatecas, Mexico. So um, about seven years ago, I made the decision to go um, on a plant-based diet. And I learned how to prepare all the foods I grew up with, the foods that my mom made, the foods that my abuela prepared, and to respect, you know, the, the recetas. Um, but using plant-based foods. And so um, I feel like I am still learning. I am a learner. This is why I'm so excited to be a part of the Encuentro because I know that I will be immersed um, by just incredible chefs and, and, um, and cooks, people who cook 
for a living uh, people who are preserving uh, Mexican-American food ways. So in many ways, I still see myself as, as a learner in this process mm. um, and, and doing my best to be as respectful about the knowledge that people in the community are creating. And I want to say that Adan Medrano is a leading um, I would say a leading scholar, mm -hmm. because Adan, you're, you have been doing this research for many years, um, and you have the experience of also um, teaching others how to prepare Texas Mexican food. But I will say, um, last semester, I taught a Mexican-American foodways course. I piloted the course. It's the very first course of its kind at UTSA. Mm -hmm. I will be teaching the course in fall 2023. And so it is official now. It's called Mexican-American Foodways, Recipes for um, Justice, Wellness, and Liberation. And Adan's work is going to be front and center, you know, um, because... Well, let's pause to applaud Adan, por favor, because I think that, that's fantastic. But, and you're institutionalizing it with, with people that grew up with it. Uh, I, I wanted to pause there. Just there's so much knowledge we all dropping these are key moments. So uh, Lilian, that's history in the making yes. as you institutionalize it. Please go on, please go yes. on. Yes, no, no, I mean, it's, you know, it really is historic. It's the first class of its, I mean, course of its kind at UTSA. Um, I I'm, don't know if other Mexican-American studies programs, you know, has a food waste class, but I do want to center the food of the Texas, mm. Mexico borderlands. Um, particularly the food uh, of this region, because it is distinct. And, and Adan's work is what really made me present to the importance of seeing Texas Mexican food and the indigenous roots of Texas Mexican food as unique to this region. Mm -hmm. And so it really is important for our students to understand that people in our communities here in, in South Texas and Central Texas, people along the border have been you know, cooking um, their traditional foods, uh, that there is a comida casera because there is a stereotype that Mexican food in the United States is, you know, queso, right? <laughs> as, as Joseph was saying, right? Is sort of this anglicized, you know, commodified food that is very much was created by, by the white business restaurant mm. food industry. Mm. And so it, it's really exciting, you know, um, to to be a part of this very, you know, historic encuentro between, you know, chefs who are who prepare comida casera, and scholars and and um, and leading food scholars like like Ada. I want to take it back to Adan in one moment, but but um, do me a favor, Lilian. I think I think I really want the import of this to sink into people. It sounds like a great time. There's going to be great food. What can a scholar such as yourself, that's been studying you know for years, what can someone learn from the encuentro that they couldn't learn just from doing this research? You know. There isn't a whole lot of research, honestly, when it comes to Texas Mexican food, other than the, I mean, the work that, that Chef Medrano has been doing for years is really groundbreaking, but it'll be wonderful to bring chefs who do prepare comida casera that reflects 
the, the culinary and intergenerational knowledge of people of this region and to center it, to dignify it, to really understand that this is the food uh, of this region. And, you know, it's not Tex-Mex, you know, it is not this sort of, you know, white, you know, constructed food. It is the food of working class people of this region. And so it's important to honor that. And it's important to understand the historical and cultural, you know, um, processes that have led to the food that we eat on a daily basis. And we've been fighting to get mixed American studies in schools. This is a full circle. Adan is bringing it to our to our neighborhood. We hope people will take advantage of that. Adan, tell us about the trajectory to this point, because you've been working on this for years. Tell us a little about the steps to get to this, because this is so profoundly focused. Sounds like so much fun. But at the same time, there's so much work and thought behind it. You know, it's it's uh, it's fun because it celebrates who we are. You know, uh, I think Encuentro, Nos Encontramos Todos, mm. is basically about chefs coming together from voices that have been erased and oppressed. Mm. And scholars coming together with chefs to to document the scholarship that is often ignored by the academy. You know, there, there's people often say, why Tex-Mex? Why are you saying you're Native American or Coahuiltecan or Carancawa when you've always been Mexican? And I just want to say two things. First, the state of Texas officially erased indigenous people. Mm -hmm. There's a document in 1837. This, this is right after the um, The Standing Committee on Indian Affairs of the Republic of Texas delivered a document a research document of their committee, the president, Sam Houston. And they said, the people called Lipan, Karankawa, Ronkawa, your committee considers as part of the Mexican nation and they are no longer to be considered as a different people. So with the stroke of a pen, the indigenous roots of the, of the, of the ancestors of our people, we became Mexican. So what we're doing now is trying to capture the scholarship and the narrative of our my Coahuiltecan grandparents. My, I say they're Mexican, but they're more than that. They're Coahuiltecan, they're Tarancawa, they're Apache, all of us who lived in this region. So I, I think the beauty of, uh, of Dr. Saldani and the other doctors is to bring this scholarship to the floor, because if you're a student in Texas, you were never taught, we were never talked about the civilization that has been on this land, Nuevo Leon, Tamaulipas, for 15,000 years. Nothing. It's all Europe. We don't know about that. But even though we were erased, and here's what it gets to the chefs. That's why the chefs are so central to this. Las, la, las mujeres, the women, when the narrative of our indigenous root was oppressed by the state, they cooked our food in the, in the intimacy of our home. The women maintained our identity with ingredients that were natural, the ingredients that were from here in styles and in techniques that were good for our indigenous palate. So the character of our food was kept alive because the women in the kitchen uh, did so. And that's resistance. That's cultural resistance, colonization. And resistance is only strong because it comes from joy. 
the joy of our culture and the joy of our food. That's what we're de defending. So the, without the chefs, we would only have like archaeology. We've got you know dead dead animals and bones and things. You know, it takes the chefs to bring them to life and tell us what joy. And how do the chefs know? Because across generations, their mothers, their fathers, they taught them. This is how we learned our identity was narrated through our food. And that's how we had cultural resistance. And I would like very much to hear from Victoria and Joseph about this, because I think the chefs are the ones who have kept, I mean, for you to champion a cuisine that writers and academies have said, oh, no vale nada, it's just nothing. For you to champion it in a very successful way, I think it's it's amazing. It's brilliant. I want you. To, I would love to hear from you, Victoria. What what are your thoughts on that? It, it, it I I love that it's talking about uh, culture in a very academic, profound, but very quotidian way as well. Kipi and Sestu. Um, I think it's very interesting and something that I never even thought of. So thank you for that. Uh, to bring together scholars and chefs. Because we, although we're trying to educate people, there's only so much I see, at least I'm speaking for myself, a lot of uh, people like me that come into this this industry, we're not necessarily, we don't have a, a master's in, in other, anything other than like food, or a lot of us don't even go to, didn't go to college or didn't go to school to, in a university or so on. Um, I'm speaking for myself and most of my peers when I say that, like we are hard workers and 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 although I want to be part of this movement, I still have a lot of education that I need to learn for myself so that I can be able to educate others. So not only am I, is this an opportunity for me to talk about my culture, my raza and my roots, but also to learn even more and therefore be able to explain that better to moving forward to anybody that crosses my path regarding my food. You know what I think I'd like to add too is that um, Don sort of touched on the cyclical nature of our erasure. Um, I do want to remind folks that in 2012, a Republican legislators in Arizona banned mixed American studies. I archived some of that in my book, The Tip of the Pyramid, Cultivating Community Cultural Capital. But more than anything, I talk about the um, community responding. And I say that because Adan is saying, well, there's a cyclical nature to the erasure of our community. But then also the response is where the community then in its own house keeps building. And I should mention, you know, um, uh, you know, thanks to folks like Patricia and so many other scholars, uh, we all fought back. Adan, you know, we all fought back that, that, um, that censorship of our culture was stopped back then. I have to mention now that in Texas, we are now seeing a new wave of censorship culture. And as I say in my book, Mexican American studies is not going to be directly banned again. However, if you look at the authors that are being maligned or banned, they are they have Latino last names. Librarians are being attacked. Um, our histories are not being proliferated, it seems now we have to then encourage our families then to have family libraries and really embrace the cultura through the food that they recognize.
Joseph, we, we've talked about recapitulating the history. If we go back far enough, you know, the Spanish conquistadores burned, you know, the, the Mexica books, the arts, etc. We've recapitulated some of that. Um, Joseph, do you think your, your, your food then helps us restore some of that historia, some of that, some of that cultura that perhaps we have lost, or maybe we've always kept it in our heart? Um, I think that, I mean, I hope, I hope it does. <laughs> I, I try my best to try to tell stories through different dishes, different tacos, different food items, um, whether it be stuff that I learned from grandparents or great grandparents. Um, I try to, I try to use that as much as I can as like, I guess my voice mm. for trying to tell, trying to tell those stories that don't get hurt often or that get pushed down because, you know, for whatever reason, um, I lately have been trying to talk more to more family before my, uh, before my grandparents pass just to get more information. because they have so much, you know what I mean? Um, collecting diaries, different stuff like that, just to archive that just so I have something also to be able to pass down, to be able to utilize as a tool to, to be able to, you know, move forward with that and be able to tell more stories. That's fantastic. That's a beautiful way to put it. It, it is eating, <laughs> you know, consuming, consuming the stories. Uh, Liliana, I think sometimes folks may be intimidated to think, oh, well, we have to have PhDs to talk about our historias. Um, you're a PhD. You mentioned the research isn't out there. Are we the experts about our own community too? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all researchers in the sense that we have, you know, talking to the elders in our family, talking to the tias, you know, talking to our family members about the stories. And I will say that every time I have a conversation with my mom about food or about our family in Mexico, it always centers around food and the recetas. You know, this is how your abuela used to make her frijoles, you know, and and. And, you know, some of those practices do get lost, but I would say that we all have that conocimiento in our families and in our communities. We are all holders and creators of knowledge. You know, to quote from Esta Dolores Delgado Bernal, who's a Chicana feminist uh, scholar, you know, and, and it's the work of, I think when we can see ourselves as holders and creators of knowledge, we can value and dignify the knowledge that is within our communities and within our families. So, um, you know, the work of, of, of the scholars, you know, is important, but it's not the only knowledge, right? And it, and it certainly isn't the most important knowledge sometimes, you know? I mean, Definitely. we all have, right? There, there's no hierarchy, right? I think that um, that is the work of Mexican-American studies, right? Is to, is to really serve as a bridge to the, to the knowledge in our communities and to center that knowledge. So I would say, you know, we all have that knowledge and we can learn so much, as you mentioned, like, you know, when we talk about food, there are also stories about our history. There are also stories of migration. There's stories of survival. There's stories about thriving in the most adverse conditions. And, you know, I think of the, fam the food that my family used to prepare, the, fam the food that my mom still prepares. It is the food that has been passed down by women by the mujeres who had to make the best out of, you know, the, the resources that they had. 
you know, to prepare these delicious, magnificent meals. Sencilla, comida sencilla, comida casera, but it was delicious food. And so we can learn from the knowledge, right, in our, in our communities through food. Look at that. Uh, Adan, yes, close us out here. Uh, Adan, and please add on that, but also remind us exactly what's happening on the 20th. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, Adan. Oh, no, no. I, I just want to follow up on that. I, on, um, I had an occasion when dining at uh, Victoria Lizondo's restaurant. She, chef, you were not there, but your mom was there, and I had just mm. tasted the tamales, and I had left my card, and I, I didn't know you were, so I was leaving, and she came out to say hello to me. Your mom, your mother did. And I so said, I'm a, yes, I said, I'm a chef, I'm a fan of Chef, uh, chef Elizondo. And I said, Estos, these tamales, it, it's, uh, it, the story is about what Dr. Saldana was saying, that the scholars say certain things, but the chefs, chefs narrate our identity in ways that are memorable. I tasted the tamal, and the tamal was was put in a comal, so it was roasted. People don't know that unless you're part of the family of comida casera. You, you know, we reheat the tamal by putting it on a griddle. No, I the yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is exactly, definitely. So I tasted it, and we can be told by a scholar or by a teacher, this is the story about us, but when your mother gives you a taste of a tamal, mm -hmm. get it? And it just teaches you the flavor of who you are. When you taste that again, 10 years later, you will be reminded who you are. This is what food does. Food centers you. It places you on a place where you belong with your community. And that, so that's why it's the beauty. I invite everyone to please come because you're going to have on, at 6 p.m., it starts 5.30 entertainment, Italento Bilingue. Chef Victoria Lizondo, Chef Joseph Gomez, Dr. Liliana Patricia Saldana, three more, three more scholars, eight more chefs from all wow. over coming, and we're going to be talking about this food, and it's great. I mean, it's it's a wonderful time for everyone to celebrate this food, and I, I hope you will come. the The theater seats two hundred and fifty people. We expect it to be to be full. And everyone gets a bag. Everyone gets a gift bag to take home. It's going to have um, cookies. They're called pan de polvo. <laughs> Everybody knows what that is. It's a Mexican food. And uh, everyone gets agua uh, fresca. Anyway, it'll be fun. So I hope that's what you wanted with the date and the time. Where's the website folks can go to, to find out about um, the whole event and the tickets? Yes. Uh, uh, the URL is indigenous texas indigenous food that sounds fantastic and this is really really exciting groundbreaking i hope folks will take advantage of that i yeah, want to thank yeah ah, there it is we've got it at the bottom of the screen texas indigenous food.org slash encuentro this is going to be a fantastic event thank you all for joining us I want to thank victoria don Joseph Liliana for 
changing the world with food that has been touching our corazón for, for so long. Thank you for all that you do. We look forward to our gente taking advantage of this amazing ethnic studies course. Every day in ethnic studies classes could be like this <laughs> if we just let it be. And uh, I want to thank the crew. I want to thank uh, Roxana Guzman, who is our multi-platform producer. Also, Rodrigo Bravo Jr., who's our audio producer. I want to thank all of our listeners. And I want to remind folks that if you tune in to KPFT, Houston's Community Station, it is listener-sponsored. So if you can make a donation in the name of Nuestra Palabra, you can visit kpft.org or call 713-526-5738. I'm Tony Diaz, a Libre Traficante. Looking forward to seeing you at any of these events that celebrate our cultura, but especially this one. Thank you so much y buenas noches. Thank you. Thank you so much. Gracias. Gracias. Buenas noches. Buenas noches.